My name is Jeff Wilson. By day, I invest in tech companies. And at night, I invest in sports cards. Join me on my journey to profit from the hobby we all love. Hello, sports card investors, and welcome to another episode. Are you ready to learn today about what might be the best investment opportunity in all of the sports card industry. It is potentially the sleeping giant of the sports card industry. And I am talking about soccer cards. Soccer cards could be the next big thing, but we are just at the beginning stage of soccer cards in America. As a sports card investor, this means that there could be tremendous opportunity for you to get involved in soccer cards now and profit from the rise in popularity of soccer cards in the years to come, assuming that actually takes place. I'm excited about soccer cards and I'm excited about where the market is going to go. I'm going to begin investing in soccer cards and I wanted to take today's episode to set the landscape for soccer cards. This is the episode that will teach you all of the basics you need to know to understand the soccer card world in America. And it is not just this episode that's gonna teach you that. I also today posted to sportscardinvestor.com a brand new article called The Case for Soccer Cards. It is by Patrick Neely. Patrick Neely watches the show uh, and submitted an article through our article submission program about the case for soccer cards. It is a great article that complements this video very, very well. Patrick makes the case for why he thinks soccer cards could be a good investment, but also gives you things to think about, things to watch out for. It's a nice uh, perspective on soccer card investing. So go to sportscardinvestor.com as soon as this episode is over, check out that article, leave a comment on that article. And another great place to talk about that article and to talk about everything you're going to learn today, we have a soccer card channel in my Discord chat server. If you are thinking about buying soccer cards, if you are thinking about investing in soccer cards, join the soccer card channel in my Discord chat server. To get to my Discord chat server, it's completely free. Go to sportscardinvestor.com, click Discord chat in the main menu bar. When you log into Discord, on the left is all the channels you can choose from. Choose the soccer card channel. Uh, and there will be conversation in there about soccer cards. There's some really enthusiastic people. I'd like to see that channel grow. So please join, ask questions, be part of the soccer card community, this growing, exciting community. Let's get to the episode today, this discussion about soccer cards. So I brought in for today's episode, I brought in a premier expert on soccer cards. This guy's name is Austin Brown, and he is one of the largest breakers of soccer cards in the United States. And yes, there are breakers who specialize in soccer cards. Austin is one of those breakers who specializes in soccer cards. And not only is he one of them, but he is one of the biggest in the United States. He happens to be based here in Atlanta. He's affiliated, partnered with Joe Davis from GotBaseballCards.com, who you've seen on some previous episodes, my favorite local card shop owner, who I buy a lot of my cards from. 
Um, and so Austin works with Joe and they run this online soccer breaking network. They do it out of a Facebook group called US Soccer Breaks. And it would be great for you to join the US Soccer Breaks Facebook group because that is where uh, Austin and his team are talking about soccer cards. They're announcing their upcoming soccer card breaks. It's a really nice community. Uh, so check out US Soccer Breaks on Facebook. So this conversation with Austin, we are going to talk about uh, the different types of soccer cards, the different sets of soccer cards, what rookie cards are like in the soccer card world. And that's an interesting discussion because it is a little bit different, especially how rookie cards have been treated in the past few years is a little bit different than the U.S. major sports. So you're going to learn something there that's really important. We talk about um, the importance of on-card autographs, which is also different, a little bit different than the American sports. Uh, so there's definitely some nuances to soccer card investing that you are gonna to wanna to listen to this whole episode to be able to take in. So the first six minutes of my interview with Austin, which you're about to hear, he talks about his entrepreneurial journey. How did he become one of the top breakers of soccer cards in America to the point where recently he has now made this his full-time job? So that is an interesting story to listen to because it's it's been a journey over the last few years for him leading up to this becoming his full-time job. So he talks about that for the first six minutes. I think there's some interesting entrepreneurial takeaways there. And then we get into talking about the sets and the cards and the manufacturers and the players and all that kind of stuff that you're going to want to know. So let's go. Here we go for my interview with Austin Brown, U.S. Soccer Breaks. Austin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Yeah, the audience is excited to hear this today. So you're one of the pioneers of soccer card breaking in the U.S. Yes, sir, we are. Uh, Joe and I got baseball cards. Uh, we, I got into the, the soccer about five years ago, uh, especially in 2014 when uh, FIFA World Cup was here and Argentina made their incredible run. And... Um, you know, it's been truly incredible. It's an incredible story, actually. I got into the groups. Um, I started getting heavy into the soccer trading cards. And, um, and basically, I just started doing deals with people, started really buying the soccer cards, coming to gotbaseballcards.com, uh, purchasing soccer cards. And I really didn't even know they, they made soccer cards. Um, and, and I was very intrigued by that, and I was very interested by it. And um, I, I got to know many people through all over the world uh, and my great friend of mine uh, Harold Bussuin, a uh, friend in France uh, introduced me to my first ever breaking soccer group uh, and that was Soccer Breakers FC really the pioneer and in the home of soccer breaks uh, the number one soccer breaker in the world currently uh, Soccer Breakers FC Cyrus uh, and and he introduced me to that group and ever since I've really been heavily active in the breaks and I got to really know people, um, was breaking in the breaks, participating in the breaks for three, four years, and um, really got to know people and, and, and got to create a great relationship with Cyrus as well, uh, among other people. And after you know, really being heavily active in the Facebook groups and, and so on, um, you know, we, we basically, I was, I was great friends with Joe Davis, gotbaseballcards.com, and uh, Basically, I went to him, you know, and I said, you know, I think there's a, there's some opportunity here, um, you know, I think we, we we might want to try it, and you know, we basically were doing breaks here and there, but uh, we started to go live every Saturday, and really uh, and, and really push the breaks, and uh, the I'll, I'll never forget the first time Joe asked me, it was a Thursday or Friday, he said, hey man, just 
What do you, what do you think about going live this weekend? You know, get, you know, get some of your buddies, talk to some of your buddies, uh, let them know that we're going to be doing a break and um, see if they want to participate. And I was like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll do it. And I got with some people and, and talked to them and asked if they wanted to participate in the break this weekend. And they were all for it. And we ended up going live that Saturday and we ended up doing uh, $1,200 in sales. Um, so it was, uh, it was very successful. And, and from that point, uh, we started to uh, slowly every Saturday, we would, we would go live and, and do personal boxes for people. And then slowly we, we evolved into doing uh, pick your team breaks, PYT breaks. And uh, that was that really started to work out for us, and and so you know it was going really good. We were very you know we were a small guy just starting out and trying to get trying to get our feet wet in the breaks because uh, Joe had never never done any kind of breaking whatsoever. And what year was this? Uh, this was around 2015. Okay, 2000s so about four years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, you know so you know and he you know and he you know just we, he never did it, and uh, it was something good you know and obviously. Uh, me purchasing from Joe had gone down because I was I was getting in these breaks so much and it was it was consuming a lot of my my extra money that I had that I was spending at the time and um, you know so we saw an opportunity there and so it went really well you know over time and um, we were approached uh, about a year ago uh, by our great partner and friend Tony Farina out of Connecticut and he had uh, built a significant following, about a 400-member 400, 400 group following, and it, it was really geared around soccer. Um, you know, and he got really big uh, in a short period of time, and he approached us um, to partner up. And at first, uh, it's pretty crazy, actually, when I go back and I think about it, because at first, um, you know, I kind of I kind of blew him off, um, you know, and, and, he, and he kept coming to me and he kept saying, hey, you know, uh, you know, it's getting too much for me. You know, is there any way we can we can possibly work something out? And I, I blew him off the first time. He came back to me the second time, and then finally the third time is when he told me, you know, it was getting getting kind of much for him. And I said, okay, I'll talk to Joe. You know, we'll talk to Joe. See, see what he says. And um, and pretty much the the rest is history. We've been doing we've been active in the group now uh, for about a year, and we've been doing PYT breaks. Uh, pretty constantly we've been doing on average uh, from the data we've been doing about five or six per week um, Mm -hmm. since you know for the past three or four months Mm -hmm. so that's been really good Um, you know so and then also too we were uh, we actually came in second as as far as total cases of immaculate soccer broken this year and then also to eminent soccer uh, which was the you know eight thousand dollar retail case high-end soccer and uh, so we were pretty proud of that. Yeah. Know, so. And you're doing this full time now, right? Absolutely. Just as of recently. Uh, uh, about four months ago, I actually transitioned from my big corporate executive job um, and, and, and came to do the soccer breaks full time now. That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm very excited about it and I, I look forward to my, my new career in this industry. So, it's actually, this is actually a great entrepreneurial story um, for yeah. anybody out there who's thinking about, you know, I want to get more involved in cards, but I've got another job. So in your case, you really formed a relationship with a local card store owner, yep. and you guys kind of formed a partnership. He let you start kind of breaking on the side, on weekends, that kind of thing. Yes, and then you found this other guy who had this Facebook group, and and kind of a greater partnership was born because you could you could you know essentially take 
take the members of the Facebook group and advertise the, the breaks to them and it's grown absolutely to the point where it's now turned into a full-time venture for you and, and the local shop owner, Joe. Yep, and we, and we started out with around 400 members when, when Tony had it had it going and now we're up as of this morning to 892. 892, let's get this guy over a thousand members in his Facebook group. What's the name of the Facebook group? Uh, it's called US Soccer Breaks. US Soccer Breaks and I will put the link to the Facebook group in the show notes of this show. So go join US Soccer Breaks. Let's get him, get him over a thousand members. Awesome, awesome entrepreneurial story, Austin. Uh, we have a lot to dive into today. We wanna talk about we want to learn everything we can learn about soccer cards. So awesome. this is going to be an awesome episode. There's yeah, a lot of interest in the hobby about soccer cards and soccer card investing. So let's start, set the landscape a little bit for us. Um, tell us about the manufacturers. You know, is it, is it Tops? Is it Panini? Who plays in the soccer card space? Uh, well, really, you got Panini and Tops. Okay. Uh, Panini is probably the, the premier, the, the gold standard. Uh, they've really got their stuff together when it comes to soccer. Uh, you got Tops, and then you also have Futera. Okay. Futera trading cards. Uh, they've been in the soccer game for, for quite a while now. And uh, some collectors really like their stuff. Mm -hmm. you know, they have really good quality stuff. Uh, but Panini, Tops, and Futera really are the, the main ones. Now, do they, now obviously in, in you know, the sports of like baseball and football and basketball uh, and hockey, you've got exclusives with different manufacturers. Correct. Is that the case in soccer? Uh, yes, you do have some exclusives. Uh, as of the past couple of years, Topps has had the exclusive rights to UEFA Champions okay. League, okay. Um, which is a huge league um, that encompasses all leagues around the world, the top five leagues and other leagues as well. But um, they had the exclusive rights for a couple of years for UEFA Champions League. And then also, too, they have the exclusive rights for Bundesliga, which is also the German league. Um, so yeah, they do have those exclusive rights. I think Panini is in the process of getting the the uh, UEFA Champions League license as well. Uh, I don't know if they're they're quite there yet, but I think we're going to see that in the near future as well. So now, what does does Panini have exclusive rights to anything at this moment? Not really. Soccer is a little, little different. Okay, uh, you know, it's a little bit more complex. Uh, you got so many countries, so many teams. So really, you know, the, the clubs they can kind of do it at their leisure how they see fit you know gotcha uh, they don't really sign an exclusive uh with any anybody really honestly because uh, tops is playing in it a little mm -hmm. bit futera is playing in it a little right. bit and panini as well uh, but panini kind of sets the standard so know? panini Pan do you break the most panini absolutely okay so yeah. panini is pretty much all panini. pretty much all panini so yeah. panini is what you look to most often when it comes to breaking and buying soccer yes. cards it seems okay yeah. um so tell us a little bit about um, tell us a little bit about the market in general. So obviously, you know, you have seen the market increase with your own business of uh, breaking cards over the last five years. How have you seen the market in the U.S. and then also international change, you know, in recent recent years? I mean, I think it's changed drastically. I mean, we have so many more people uh, that are getting into soccer now, uh, whether it be breakers, groups. Um, you know, all over the world. I mean, it has grown substantially just the five years that I've been and, and experienced it. So um, I think there's tremendous potential there. And like I've, like I've mentioned, we've, we're really only in our infancy, you know, soccer, mm -hmm. uh, the hobby, so to speak. So uh, there's tons of potential and it's grown vastly. Yeah. And, you know, and, and really the manufacturers are still trying to figure out, you know, what are good sets that we can do and recreate year after year. Uh, so really they're still just you know, still a test trial, really, so to speak. Yeah, this is a really interesting time then for soccer. It really is. Yeah, you're like right at the beginning of something, which from an investor standpoint, 
that can be a really attractive time to get in because if it's able to follow the same growth curve that as, as other sports and, and rise in popularity year over year, there could be a lot of money to be made with, with investing today. Totally agree. Yeah, Absolutely. really interesting. Okay. Um, and, and U.S. versus international, I'm just curious, how does your business break down? Are you seeing, are there, are, is, it, is it mainly U.S. folks in your breaks? Is it a lot of international folks it's in your breaks? It's a break? lot of international. Okay. I mean, a lot of international. It's a, it's, it's a mix, but primarily it's a majority international. Okay. Um, you know, and it's just huge. Soccer's huge globally. Uh, and I think it's going to continue to uh, make headway. And especially in, in America, you know, mm -hmm. uh, when it really takes off in America, I think we're going to see a, a surge, especially here. You know? Has the growth of the MLS in America contributed to the growth of soccer card popularity? I don't know soccer cards specifically, but okay. soccer, yes. Soccer, yes. Yeah, okay. and which is ultimately going to help that, you know, I think. You know, I think I think it has. Yeah. Now we're going to go through the sets in a minute. Yeah. Are there MLS sets? Yes, there are. They actually tops actually. You know, in, in that set, I think tops does have exclusive rights to MLS. Okay. I'm not certain. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure because they're tops is uh, manufacturing the, the MLS sets. Okay. But they, you know, it's not very uh, attractive okay. to collectors yet. Just because okay. they you know they don't have the big names. You know, they recently acquired you know Zlatan Ibrahimovic this last season, so he's a big name. Mm -hmm. But he's also a no somebody who hasn't signed yet. Right. So, it's tough. so so when it comes to breaking, when it comes to investing, most of the activity you're seeing is not MLS players. Most no. of the activity you're seeing is some of the other yep. you know European leagues, and, European league, yeah. club league, clubs, and then also to your national team uh, cards. Right. For the for the right. country. Right. So. Gotcha. Okay, makes sense. Um, Let's talk about let's let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the cards, you know, some of the sets in general. So, you know, yep. I, if you're, uh, you got, we actually have a lot of cards here that we're going to mm -hmm. show people as we go through, and so I think this would be a good time now. Let's start to okay. let's start to talk about some of these cards and what's out there, what's good from an investment standpoint, what people should be paying attention to. Well, some of the first cards ever, uh, first set ever really produced by Panini America was the uh, 2014 World Cup FIFA World Cup Brazil set it's a very popular set um, amongst collectors um, and the the value of the cards are, are significant and i think that they will continue to, to go up but and that those was are really those are prism brand these, names so that yep. panini is using their popular prism name yep. that everyone's used to from yep. you know yep. basketball and football yeah and this is the premier set i mean people this really started it all in mm. 2014 okay. with panini america and, and you know you have a lot of first-time signers yep. in this set people mm. who had never signed before also, too, the low number parallel stuff does mm. extremely well, mm. um, you know, like very well. So um, it's a it's a good set, and also too, it, it only comes out every four years. That one does. Yes. Okay. So it so it follows the sure, world. Cup. Sure. So um, so it's very it's a significant set, and all collectors really love to collect this one. And how did this? So the 2014 World Cup set, first first set, you know, popular that Panini was putting out here in America. Um, 20, how, did, how did that compare to the, I assume they put a 2018. Yes. And, and how did that kind of compare in popularity? I think it was, it was about the same. Okay. Um, yeah, so. I mean, we, we saw a surge. We, did, we ended up doing 106 cases of, okay. uh, of the 2018. So it was very, it was very popular. Um, you know, and, you know, it, again, it's the set that people collect. Yeah. You know, so when it comes out, everybody's on it. So I'm, know? okay, so that's, it's good to know. So we got a World Cup coming up in 2022. Yep. Um, so as we, we have a few years away still, but as we lead up to the World Cup in 2022, 
there's going to be a lot of hype around that set coming out. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, too, you know, if you, you may have team, new new teams that qualify yeah. for the World Cup, so that it potentially could be their first cards ever. Yeah. You know, so that's why, and that's another. Well, like dynamic. the U.S. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right? We didn't no, make the last one. Absolutely, and, and they still figured out a way to, you know, put Christian Polistics okay. in there. But you know, uh, but yeah, it's 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 an incredible set, and, and collectors worldwide love it. And and as far as investment, 2014 would be the be the set to invest in as far as Prism. Yeah. Uh, because it was the the very first one. How, how did those? How have those changed price wise over time from when they first came out to now? Uh, the 2014. Yeah. Yeah, 2014 has gone up significantly. I think it went from like a a hundred dollar box to like now. I think you're they're going for like 140 to 160. Okay. But it did even it even reached uh, levels of 200 per box. Okay. At one point. Okay. Um, and that's for sealed wax. Sealed wax. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just uh, it's just a it's a big print run, you mm -hmm. know, and, and it's hard to, to pull the I mean the refractor number to twenty five prism autographs are very popular, mm -hmm. uh, and and you've seen them increase in value dras yeah. drastically since two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Um, and then the low number of parallels as well. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, similar maybe to to you know growth we've seen in basketball and that type of thing yeah. where big bigger print runs, but making the parallels and the numbered cards all the more all the more valuable and important. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, kind of this next set we got here was the uh, first select set. It was kind of uh, the very first patch autograph that Cop they had in soccer. Uh, a lot of first time signers in this mm -hmm. one as well. Um, so it's, it's really, really sought after because of the, the patch autographs. Um, so what year was that? That was, uh, 50, that was 2015. Okay. Yeah, so that came along in 2015, uh, and it was very huge. Um, you know, the, the, the prices on, as they continue to manufacture product and come out with new, new releases, uh, they kind of did a, a dip. Uh, but I, I foresee, you know, in the future, you know, those going, taking... Mm -hmm. Taking a rise back up. Yep. So. Okay. So first set Panini came out with Prism. Second set they came out with, with, with was with Select. Was Select was yeah. the real popular ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Interesting. Sure. Cool. And then the set that really did it all. Um, it was actually the very first high end set. Okay. That they came out with. Set that changed the game. The was, the, <laughs> was the Panini Flawless. All right. And this is actually beautiful one of card. The, the most sought after cards of, of Lionel Messi, which is the Flawless Finishes. Uh, from the 2016 yeah. Flawless set, beautiful on card auto uh, there. It's it's a great it's a great autograph. And, yeah. and people and these cards right here are, are the singles are actually on the way back up. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen a rise recently yeah. with these because you just can't find this product anymore, mm -hmm. um, and and people love it because it was the first true on card set mm -hmm. for soccer on card autograph. Excuse mm -hmm. me. For soccer, so it's a big deal. Yeah, and and one thing you'll find as we go through, uh, on card is a big deal in soccer. On card is a big deal in soccer. Yes. Sure. So, two, and that was 2016. You said this was 2016. So 2016 sex. flawless on card. So if if we've got some folks listening who are like, you know what, I want to place a bet on soccer. Um, I don't have any cards right now, but let me get in and I, you know, on some of these historical cards that might have some significance from recent years. You're looking at 14 Prism as kind of a groundbreaking set, and then 16 Flawless. Yes, uh, would be two sets to maybe try to get try to get your hands on. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Excellent. And and this, particularly the Flawless and the 2014 World Cup. Right. Like you said, they're really the pioneer of 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 that set. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, people are gonna it's gonna continue to go up. Yeah. People are, they they gotta have it. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is, these are the cards mm -hmm. to have, and it being one of the first sets. Sure. Makes it even that much more sought after. Very neat. So, Very yeah. neat. Good. Yeah. 
and uh, and then this was another one that, that this was actually for those of you that don't know um, Lionel Messi's only match worn ever card that Panini America has ever produced. Hmm. Um, uh, Lionel Messi does not allow his jerseys to be used, his game worn stuff okay. to be used. He's holding it for a, a museum. Okay. Um, and so this was actually one of the only cards ever that he has a match worn material okay. on. And that's a flawless as well. And that's a flawless um, as well. So, and, and just kind of give you an example, this one here I paid 1800 for. Okay. Uh, it'd probably go for around 3000 now. And that's a 16, uh, so 2016 flawless. flawless. So that same set on card auto. Yep. And, but um, the, the unique thing with this, this card is you'll see it has the, the uh, swatch of the boot in the card. Mm. So it's a boot patch autograph, soul of the game. Wow. So Very, very neat. Yeah. Okay, that's a beautiful card. And then, um, and then the next set that really came along after the Flawless that is truly significant in soccer is going to be your 2016-17 uh, Panini Noor. Okay. Um, and Noor, and what's very sought after Noor is the, the Spotlight mm -hmm. Signature set. Yep. And this right here is by far... Um, if it's not, it's one or two most sought-after Messi cards there are. This is going to be the Lionel Messi Spotlight Signature um, Nor from the 1617 Nor set. It is truly an incredible card. Uh, first, first year they did the gold ink, mm -hmm. so gold, yeah, gold ink. Beautiful. People like the gold ink. So, um, just kind of give you an example of this card. I paid 2,500 for it. Uh, recently, we had the the national. And I had a standing offer. Guy walked up to me and offered me five thousand. Mm. So just you know, and, and I had I got at this about three years ago. Mm. So it really is. It truly is a significant set. Uh, I think the Ronaldo closes for around the same five six thousand. Uh, they only made twenty five of them. So this is a, a significant set in soccer, and always will be one of the most sought after sets. So you're showing us a lot of messy cards here. Yes, I mean, is that I, a personal? Yeah, I personal actually, favorite. Yeah, and and I actually. Uh, PC messy. Okay. So there you uh, go. that's the reason why you're seeing all these messy okay. cards. So, and but I got them from the particular sets. Well, and, and so uh, I assume, like other sports, star power, name power makes a big difference in soccer. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo are the biggest. Okay. You know, so those are your guys. Those so, are your guys. Okay. And you know, even over the older guys, you know, some of the vintage stuff does well, but. Uh, when you're talking bringing a premium, yeah, it's it's going to be CR7, yeah, and, and Messi. Okay, uh, but and actually before and we got some more cards to show, but before we do, talk about vintage for a second. Like let's talk these. We're seeing all these cards now that have come out since 2014. All of these releases that have become popular in the U.S. But there is actually a long history of soccer cards. Yes, there is. There actually is, and actually it's it's stickers. Yeah, uh, you know, Panini started in 1961. Um, and they have a lot of bases all over the world, um, you know, specifically in Italy. Italy's a big one, uh, but they do, the vintage is very, it's, it's, you know, it's really, it's, it's an unknown, but, you know, people are, are starting to get into soccer more and more, so you're going to start seeing more vintage come up, but really vintage in soccer is going to be your stickers, mm -hmm. you know, because most uh, majority, you know, of what Panini produced early on was strictly stickers. Mm -hmm. So a lot of like your Maradona uh, rookie card is going to be a sticker. Your Pele is going to be a sticker. Um, so, you know, and if you can find those and, and you really know what you're looking for, uh, you can you can make some good investments mm -hmm. um, if you can find them. Mm -hmm. You know, because they're tough. Yep. And because also too, they're not distributed in America. Right. So that makes a whole different ball game. Right. You know. Right. So 
prior to 2014, was it was it mainly stickers? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, and because 2014 was really the first, you know, set from Panini America. Tops did a few English Premier League sets mm -hmm. uh, back in 2012 and 2013. Mm -hmm. They did they did good, but you know, uh, again, Panini is you know they've really set They're the, the bar. Okay. Yeah. When okay. It comes to soccer. From an investment standpoint. The vintage, have you seen the vintage kind of move as much or is more of the excitement uh, around the recent years? Precisely. I mean, it's more around the recent okay. years. You know, we don't, I don't see, we, I, I don't see vintage movements, um, you know, and, and like I said, it's kind of an unknown. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, you just really got to know what you're doing and, and specialize in that yeah. stuff. And, uh, I'm sure it's, there's some opportunity out there with that. Well, maybe there is. I mean, if it's kind of a sleeping giant, maybe there's maybe there's maybe vintage is actually a really good place to look in soccer. If not a lot of people are looking there right Absolutely. now, uh, you know, if the market changes and continues to grow. Yeah. You know, maybe there's opportunity. But, Absolutely. Well, this modern totally stuff, the modern stuff's exciting. So what else? What else? What else have we got here? What else is uh, significant? So like the other significant set that there is is going to be your 2017-18 uh, uh, immaculate. This is one of the sets that's really taken off. Um, it was very successful. Another one of your first on-card autograph sets, mm -hmm. uh, Lionel Messi. They did have a, a marquee signature set within this mm -hmm. uh, product that was all stickers, but majority of the set was all on-card. So that was a big deal. And then also, too, everybody just loves the Immaculate sets. Yeah, Immaculates are nice. Uh, yeah, and, and there, there's collectors in soccer that specifically collect the Immaculate okay. and nothing else. Interesting. So, and then also, too, we con we confirmed at the summit that they're going to recreate uh, Immaculate next year. So this will be the third year in a row that they've done it. And I really think that uh, it's going to be one that sticks around for, for a long yeah. time. Yeah. So, which is good. So, you're seeing a lot of the same brands as you see, uh, in, you know, in Panini basketball and Panini Absolutely. football. Absolutely. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, they're still trying to test it out, see what, right. see what people see what's like, gonna stick. see yeah. what's going to stick. Well, it's, it's nuanced. Like, for example, what's popular in basketball, you know, is not, it's a little different football and basketball, even though they have a lot of the same sets out there, yeah. you know, sets that rule in basketball, like a prism. Prism football is popular, but it's nowhere near you know what it, what it is in basketball. And then of course vice versa, you've got sets in football that haven't really caught like a Spectra in football. Actually, I think is a pretty great popular set, but in basketball, it's never really caught on. Yeah. So they're I guess they're just trying to figure out what that mix is exactly. in uh, in soccer between yeah. all their name brands. Yes. Yeah, interesting. Exactly okay. Tell me a little bit now about like what is coming out now. How often do sets come out? I know for example. Prism, Panini Prism just came out with a uh, English Premier League set yes. uh, just within the last few weeks. That's Which was been, their first EPL license yeah. set. And that, that became uh, very popular from yeah, what I've seen. It's very popular mm -hmm. currently right now. And uh, the English, the Premier League is popular as well. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's really taking a turn because, I mean, again, Prism. Yeah. You know, and in soccer, Prism is the set. Mm -hmm. um, so... You know, it being the first EPL is, mm -hmm. is significant, and a lot of people are going to jump on it. You know, Liverpool winning the Champions League last year and them having cards in it, I mean, it's going to be mm -hmm. very sought after. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the new, and then we got uh, new, uh, more sets coming. We got Obsidian coming, mm -hmm. and then we got Gold Standard coming. Mm -hmm. Uh, two new sets to soccer, mm -hmm. so it's just going to be interesting. Yeah. To see. Really interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Very excited. Um, uh, how often are new sets coming out in soccer? Like, what is our release calendar looking like? Well, I mean, it's it's getting more and more, you know, because mm -hmm. again, I think they're still trying to, to fill it out and see which sets are going to stick and which ones aren't in the soccer community. And um, you know, I think, you know, probably, you know, this year we had quite a few. 
you know, every other month probably. Okay. Every, every three months, I would have to say. Yeah. If I had to say. And you're seeing some of these same sets now being re-released every year. Correct. So, yeah. And then with new ones being added, so it's starting yeah. to grow a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, very neat. Let's talk about some of the types of cards within the sets. So, mm -hmm. you know, it you you obviously in in uh, like with a prism basketball or football, you're seeing a lot of uh, refractors, you're seeing, yep. you know, numbered parallels, you know, yep. autos, you know, et cetera. Like, is that, are you seeing that same exact thing happening across these different soccer sets? Absolutely. Yeah. Like even in soccer, you know, you have the prism, yep. uh, you have the blue, uh, then you have the red, which mm -hmm. is our number to 199 and 149, then okay. it goes down to 99, mm -hmm. then it goes to 65. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then it goes to 40. Okay. And then it goes to uh, 25, 15, 10, sure. 5, and 1. And then your 1 and 1. And your 1 yeah. and 1 is black. And yours, your black. Okay, yeah, so a lot of similarity. Very similar. N number, numbering a little bit different, but a lot of similarity overall to what you see in basketball and football. Absolutely. Same thing with other and products, it, patch cards. Yeah, similar to, similar to a top, you know, what you see in top, tops chrome, Bowman chrome, that type absolutely. of thing in baseball as well. That same type of idea, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. okay. Makes sense. Uh, and you've got, as you said, you got autos, some on cards, some sticker, you got patch cards. Majority sticker in soccer. Okay. World, obviously, because, you know, they're all over the world. And, right. You know, we, they're not in the United States. Right. So they have to ship them out and they have to ship them back. So, so that makes the on, so is the on card auto even potentially more valuable in soccer then? Yes. Okay. Significantly. Okay. So, because of that uh, reason, they're actually a lot more rare. The, the, this, in the soccer, soccer world, it's just, the sticker's really not respected that much, you know. And, and, but I, but well, I understand it. But it's just when the collectors and the investors, they want that on card, yep. you know. And, and the on card is, you know, because a lot of collectors and investors, you know, they want it to be, or collectors specifically, they want it, that person to hold yep. that card. Yep. And that's yep. significant to them. Well, yeah, um, and you know, in, in uh, the American sports, they'll get a lot of the players, especially all the rookies and everything, to come together for a signing day and everyone's signing. But you made a great point that in soccer, all of these players distribute all over the world, so they're not able to get them all together. Correct. So doing the on-card is probably much more of a challenge, which is why it's much more rare. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. interesting, okay. Talk, talk to me about rookie cards. How is that working in soccer? Is there first cards? Are there rookie cards? How does that work in the soccer world? Actually, there is rookie cards, and actually I brought this one here to show you. 2017-18, uh, Panini Treble was actually their very first um, set that they put the RC okay. on the on the card. Okay, so some of the um, earlier sets they weren't using the RC logo. Not at all. Okay, um, and then also so like you take you back to 2016, which is going to be Christian Pulisic's rookie year. As you can see, no RC on the Interesting. card. Interesting. So that's is one of his first cards. Uh, all of the 2016 products, obviously, are going to be Christian Pulisic's year. So if he turns out to be pretty good, then you know those products will go up substantially. I wonder why they didn't. Used the rookie card logo, but then started I think, doing. I honestly, it. think they were still trying to figure it out. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, I think it's just something that you know, and you know, again, they were still learning mm -hmm. uh, the sport, and um, you know, and then they came up next after followed up after that with the Donner's Optic Soccer. Oh, that's Obviously, a beautiful one. All, all of y'all have seen the uh, rated rookie. Yeah, love the rated in, rookie symbol and the other stuff. Yeah. So it's you know they they've really uh, come out and started is that a, a is that a gold is that a that's number a to 10 yep, is that's, that so that's, is that number to 10 just like we see with the gold and the other yeah. sports that's a Vinicius junior yeah. he's actually up and coming beautiful some people think he's going to be really good so he's a he's a prospect one that you might want to invest yep. in if you if you 
know him. All right, so we've got Optic and Soccer as well. So we've yes. got a lot of the major brands, Select, Optic, uh, Flawless, Noir, you know, and of course Prism ruling the day. And yes. yeah, so, okay. So the Absolutely. brands are familiar. Yep. Um, okay. So we got rated rookies now. We've got RC logos. So now are we consistently seeing those uh, yes. on the cards yes. now? Okay. Yes. Majority of the products that are coming out have them right. on there. Right. And also, too, when people, you know, that have a big point that's been raised is, um, like, for instance, let me see here. I got one here. Like, you have a few cards. Like, this one, for instance, was from the EPL. Um, this is a Power Gold. And as you can see, it has the RC on there. Right. Now, granted, but this guy, is a, he's a 30-year-old player. He's been, in, he's, <laughs> okay. been, he's been in the league okay. quite a few years. Okay. But I think what that signifies is, is that this is his first ever Panini America card. Oh, so, so now Panini's started to put RCs on the first Panini America, even if it's yeah. not an actual, even if the guy's not, not a rookie. Correct. So that's a little bit maybe how they use like the first Bowman 1ST, which is yeah. basically signifying, hey, this is the first, you know, card we produced to that guy. Correct. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So a little, a little different than what we see in the American sports, but. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Very, very interesting. Okay. Um, any other types of cards that are significant, um, you know, different, different than, you know, maybe what you would see in the other sports? Uh, I mean, really, is just the rookies. I mean, yeah. I mean, rookies, rookies, rookies. Everyone's chasing the rookie cards now. Yeah, uh, okay. first year cards. I mm -hmm. mean, much like in other sports, you know. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's all about that. Yeah, I mean, the rookies and the first year cards, and um, you know, it's really the big deal. In yeah, world. and I guess more so going forward because you can't. It sounds like you can't really go back and get like a messy rookie card. Uh, unless you're going to go get a sticker, is that right? Well, actually, no. I mean, you I mean you could, you can find them, but they're very hard to find. Yeah. Uh, Messi's rookie card is uh, is actually a card. Uh -huh. uh, it was made by Panini 0405 La Liga Mega Cracks okay. set. So um, an international set, not an uh, not in America. It was, yeah, it was exclusively right. distributed in Europe, Spain specifically, and okay. um, it was made by um, I think uh, Modena, Italy, mm -hmm. Panini. Um, so. Uh, it's very sought after card. Sure. Very sought. And the investment grade would be a nine point five. I mean, you, those would be the ones that you would invest. Right. With. And those are. And that was though before any sets started coming out in America. Correct. So that's a good question. So in to, so today now you've got all of these American brands coming out. Panini America is putting out all of these. Is Panini internationally putting out sets of the same players as well? Different sets, yeah. like different brands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like, like for instance, you take Mbappe's rookie year, uh, 1617 Panini foot. So yeah, they are manufacturing exclusive sets for Europe uh, in their individual countries. Interesting. As, as well, yeah. So so if you wanted to really collect a guy, if you wanted to PC one of these newer players and get his rookie cards, you're you need to both look at all of these American sets, which we're used to because of from the other sports. But then you also need to look at yes. sets that are being produced yeah. elsewhere in the world. You by really got to you really really got to do your homework. Okay. Uh, when you're dealing with with rookie cards, yeah, soccer makes uh, it makes your rookie card checklist a lot more complicated yes. than yeah, what than what complex. a rookie card checklist in basketball or or football might look like, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, learning learning a lot on this show. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully the audiences as well. I'm sure they are. Um, so t let's talk about let's talk about boxes, right? Yeah. So um, you're breaking a lot of boxes. Are there, I haven't yet seen soccer cards show up 
in a retail format. I, I'm not. I don't. I don't recall walking into a Walmart and seeing soccer cards. Are they? Are they? Yeah, are they, they, they are. there? They yeah. are. They're there. Okay. They're well, I just haven't paid attention to yeah, them because I'm there. so. I'm so focused on you know. Yeah, I go straight for basketball <laughs> most of the time. You know, That's and a little second. bit, a little, little bit of football and baseball. Um, but um, okay, so they are there. So yeah, you can actually. They, they got retail releases of these sets. And they and, have exclusive uh, parallels okay. for the retail. Okay. That in, are very in, popular. In, uh, in Walmart and Target. Uh, yes. Okay. So there are retail. So. There's retail boxes. Are they the similar types of like blaster boxes or hanger boxes, hanger, hanger packs? Yeah, okay, fat packs. Okay, um, yeah, in the same same as the other sports. Well, shame on me for not noticing that. You well, know, I mean, they just might not have had them. You know, they, they, you know. well, maybe they did, or maybe I just they blended in with a Pokemon, and I just <laughs> kind of was like, ah, oh, you know, that's those are game cards, right? I understand. Um, but the um, and then and then are there local card shops? Are there hobby boxes? Is it? Yeah, hobby's really the way to go. If, okay. You know, if you're really you know wanting to invest and get the most out of your money, right. it's going to be the hobby okay. boxes. Um, it just has you know the autographs, memorabilia, and obviously as you go higher, higher yeah. end, you know your chances are better of hitting them. Yeah. Bar. So it's not that much different than than most uh, most yeah. sports. You know, people tend to veer more towards hobby. There have been there have been some releases. Uh, where certain retail products have actually done really well. Like there's been a few releases where, where actually you get a little more bang for your buck with retail in other sports. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, but, but, but for the most part, generally people look towards hobby from an investment standpoint in most sports. And so the same seems to really hold true in soccer, yes. especially soccer. No, it is. Yeah. Okay. Hobby is the, the way to go if you want the, the bang for your buck. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and, and just like any of the other sports, um, you know, the, the, I assume it's similar in terms of buying the boxes and ordering. Is it hard? Is the, is the supply of soccer cards difficult right now or is it more like basketball this year it's like really nothing, impossible nothing compared nothing so so it's actually easier right now for yeah. dealers to get the soccer cards Absolutely. there's there's an, there's enough being printed demand supply has not supply is still at or above demand right now correct okay yeah it's um, just in the start so it's just in its start right yeah. so it's actually easy to get boxes yes. but you know what's interesting is um if you look at like for example basketball um it was actually easy to get uh, you know, basketball sets uh, for the local card shops and that type of thing it was easy for them to get the sets, you know, five or six or seven years ago. They weren't yeah. having trouble getting supply of Prism or anything like that. It was yeah. easy. Today, those same boxes have gone up so much that like, you know, everyone is kicking, all the local card shop owners are kicking themselves yeah. for not having ordered more yeah. back five years ago and having just stockpiled it because, you know, you could have had you know, Giannis's rookie year, for example. Yeah. You know, those those boxes would be worth a ton today, and and they were they were able. The card shops could have gotten more, but of course, just wasn't a pop, as popular back then. Correct. Wonder if we're seeing the same thing with soccer right now, where it's like, does it make sense to be thinking about buying boxes, stockpiling boxes? I guess it's possible to do, but of course, we don't know because it depends what happens with the market over the next several years. Correct. Yeah, and if I think you know, if the economy and the market keeps pace the way it mm -hmm. is. Um, you know, I think these first-year boxes and stuff are going to be highly sought after. Uh, if it matures up like the other sports have, yeah, uh, you're going to see boxes that are going to kind of skyrocket. I, yeah, I feel. Yeah, how? What do you see? One one thing that always makes me a little bit nervous about um, buying older wax or even holding on to wax for too long is redemption cards because okay. redemption cards expire. Yes, and so you know, and if there's like a really really key player. Uh, where his cards are all, his autos are all redemption, then that can actually affect. Yeah. In soccer, when you've been opening up recent boxes, how, you know, what is the redemption ratio? Are you seeing a lot of redemption? Is redemption not that common? 
I mean, me, I would say, no, I don't think it's that common. I mean, yeah. they do a pretty good job. Now, you do have one or two every every set that they come mm -hmm. out with, but um, it's always specific and isolated. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's that player's doing something or he's out of town or he's off on vacation yeah. for the month mm -hmm. or whatever, and, you know, that will delay it, and so they'll have to put the redemption sure. in there. So uh, not a, not enough to necessarily affect the the price of the boxes, so. yeah. Over yeah, time, I, okay. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Now, Nor is a set. Uh, Nor we talked we mentioned right. earlier is a set. Lionel Messi's card in that set is a redemption, mm. and it expired, I think, last year. Okay. Now, now I have known of people uh, where they have fulfilled these redemptions, even after. though they're after they're expired. Now, yeah, and also too, I think a reason why they do is because the set is so significant. Yep. Within the hobby and in the soccer world, so I think they feel like you know well, we're going to have to hold on to these because somebody's going to break you know North Soccer right. and they're going right. to pull a messy. Oh my God, you know? you'd be devastated. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Panini's like, ah, it's expired. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So you I know? mean, you know, you hit the yeah. twenty, you know, the five thousand dollar spotlight. And you know, yeah. you can't redeem it, then it's, yeah. it's pretty bad. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about um, investing strategy when it comes to soccer. Uh, investing, you know, my recommendation is just again, like I said earlier, is the rookies. Mm -hmm. You know, rookies, rookie, rookies, and also to um, uh, Messi and, and, and Ronaldo. Uh, you know, you really got to know your stuff. Uh, when it comes to soccer, you got to know your prospects. You really got to read up on it uh, and know what you're doing. Right. Uh, if you don't, then you know you, I don't think you'll have the foresight to really to see it. Yeah. Know. So it's not, it's not unlike any other sport. If you want to invest in baseball prospects, you've got to yes. do your homework on these guys because you, you know, yeah, or or you know, basketball, what rookies are worth investing in, yeah. you know, and, who yeah. aren't named Zion this year, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and it's just. Uh, you know, as far as investing, you know, you want to you want to really uh, look at the high end does really well, but again, the first year sets and also to the first uh, year autos, mm -hmm. uh, first first cards, and also the rookies. The rookies is significant, and, and from an investment standpoint, condition, you know, condition is everything. Yeah. Um, so. So let's talk about that. So grading. Uh, obviously, in the other sports, is really significant. And at, from an, as an investor, I mainly buy graded cards. I'm Absolutely. mainly looking for you know a PSA 10, BGS 9.5 or above. Yeah. Same apply in soccer. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and, and I mean grading is the, I mean that's the that's everybody wants the highest grade yep. possible. Uh, obviously, because it's the most valuable. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, grading is just really significant in in soccer. Yeah. Yeah. It truly is. Yeah. Well, one thing I'm taking away from the conversation today is that other than the players being different and other than there being obviously a lot more teams, a lot more clubs, a lot more leagues to, to kind of be able to understand the landscape, the actual mechanics of investing in soccer cards is similar to the other sports. Absolutely. And that rookie cards rule, grading's important. You know, refractors are important. A lot of the sets in America are similar types of sets and yes. scale and importance. Yes. On-card autos are important. I mean, a lot of the same fundamentals apply. Yes. We're just dealing with different players, different teams, different leagues. And that part of it is more complicated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because of just the worldwide nature of the game and the yeah. number of clubs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And from an investor standpoint, you know, it's unique because like we've mentioned, uh, you know, soccer's in its infancy, it's just starting. Uh, so you have cards of teams that you know that are going to come out in the future mm -hmm. that will be their first cards for that team, mm -hmm. will be first cards for those players. 
So, you know, there's a lot of opportunity within the soccer world. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's interesting. So I was going to ask kind of differences, in your opinion, between soccer and the other sports. That's a big one, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you have hundreds of, of soccer teams and, mm -hmm. and hundreds of countries. I mean, um, you know, so it's it's all over the world and every every country, every team yep. has their own roster. Uh, so it's it's huge. I mean, when you talk about it in comparison, yeah, uh, to other sports, yeah, um, it's just it's incredible. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. How did you? So did you? It sounded like from your your intro, you were talking a little bit about. It sounds like you're a fan of Argentina's team. Obviously, you're a fan of Messi. Um, so were you just a, a soccer fan, and that's what drove you into card collecting and soccer to begin with? Well, actually, uh, my mom actually used to bring me in Joe's card shop when mm -hmm. I was small, when I was five years old. So I've had a deep passion for collecting cards since I was little. Um, you know, and I got back in it in 03-04 when LeBron came in. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, as far as, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Soccer's always just been something that, you know, you, cards in general, all sports, something yeah, you've collected, soccer, but soccer's... Yeah, but soccer, a, I really honed in in 2014, like I yeah. said, because it's, I just love soccer. Yeah. Um, you watch you a know. lot of international and, games. And, yes. Yeah. And honestly, I kind of got, you know, burnt out on the on the American sports. Right. And I wanted, I was looking for something different, and uh, I just developed a deep passion for soccer. Hmm. And uh, also, to the community. The community's great. Uh, it's like any, it's unlike any other. Um, Talk to know. me about that. And you're talking about like through your Facebook group and. Yeah, the community is amazing. Uh, it's been an honor to be a part of it. And just, uh, it seems like, you know, it's a very honest group of people. Um, you know, and, and if you're in the soccer world and you've, you're a pretty good chance you've done a deal with me um, or know of me or, or, you know, so, you know, it's just been, it's been incredible. Um, it's been incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't. So it's a welcoming world. So for those of you out there who are curious about soccer, wanting to maybe get a little bit more into it, what yeah. would how would you recommend people start? Uh, just get in the groups. You know, uh, find people with common interests. And you're in, in groups, groups. You mean Facebook groups? Facebook great place groups, to go. particularly, yeah. is what I'm speaking of. Uh, that's what really helped me. Again, you just got to get in there, start to build relationships. Right. Uh, get into the to the market that that community, the soccer community. And really start to just get to know people. Yeah, and, and, and it is very welcoming. It really is. Uh, everybody knows everybody mm -hmm. in, in the soccer community. Uh, it's, it's truly great. I mean, it's I've been very blessed to be part of it. Um, give everyone the name of your Facebook group again. Uh, U.S. Soccer Breaks. U.S. Soccer Breaks. So look that up on Facebook again. We'll put that in the show notes. That seems to be a, a really good good place to start. Absolutely. Excellent. Um, Austin, anything else you wanted to add? Anything else you think uh, relevant for the audience today? Well, just, you know, as far as when it comes to investing, just know your stuff, read up on your stuff, mm -hmm. uh, really, really look at the market, uh, you know, and see what the market's doing. Like when I say that, eBay, closed list, sure. uh, so on and so forth. But uh, just, and don't buy what you don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the big thing. Um, and just really, you know, uh, watch the market. The market's the big, the big key. So know. let's say you've got somebody who doesn't know a lot about soccer, but they are eager to kind of get a little bit more into the sport, learn a little bit more, buy some cards. Would you recommend they start with like one league or one team? Like, you know, should like, for example, if I wanted, should I study up on the English Premier League, for example? Would that be a good place to start? Or? I think a good place to start would be what you like, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, and, and really find what team you want to support. Mm -hmm. and, uh, what league you really like? Because again, there's there's top there's five top leagues, mm -hmm. um, so you know you really gotta 
And what, and what, and what are those? I uh, got League One. Okay. Uh, you got Serie A, which is the Italian League mm -hmm. One, is the French. You got La Liga, which is Spain. The Premier League, which is um, uh, Europe, mm -hmm. and then uh, Bundesliga, which is the German League. Okay. So those are the top five leagues, and you know. Um, and those are all part of the Champions Cup, is that right? Yes. Yeah, and, and also too, not just those either. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, all pretty much all teams can qualify for the Champions yeah, League right. if they've reached that certain level. Right. Right. Um, so that's another interesting thing about the Champions League. Yeah. And also too, you know, the collecting because you're going to continue to have new teams come into the tournament, mm -hmm. new players yeah. come into the tournament. So it's going to be an interesting hobby over the next couple yeah. of years, I think. Very cool. So Good. Awesome. Well, I hope some of the viewers get inspired by this, get into it a little bit more. I hope you guys join U.S. Soccer Breaks. Um, and you guys are breaking uh, you, how, how often per week now, you said? Yeah, we're doing about five, six breaks. Okay, week. awesome. Uh, and what, what times of the day or days of the week? Uh, we see a lot of activity in the morning, uh, okay. kind of when Hong Kong Asia is going to sleep. Okay, interesting. Uh, so then, you got, you, because you got to really respect an international schedule. Yes, You're, yes. You've got a big audience here Absolutely. from all over the world. Absolutely. And then at night is really when it really starts to crank up around 9 p.m. Interesting. Uh, and into the wee hours of the morning. Wow. Very cool. Well, yeah. that would be a lot of fun to be part of one of these breaks Absolutely. and get that Come experience. I guess you got a lot of international people. Is everyone talking English, or do you? Yeah, a lot of people. Uh, yeah. Believe it or not, they they speak speak fluent English. Yeah. And um, you know, it's been incredible just getting to know people and, and creating those relationships and you know being part of the soccer. All over the world. All over the world. That's a really cool aspect of it, right? Yeah, to, it really to, is. I mean, to me, that is the most amazing thing about mm -hmm. the soccer community. Um, you, you just get to meet so many people and can form these relationships with so many different people uh, from all over the world. Yeah. It's truly incredible. It awesome. really is. So. Austin, this has been wonderful. I know, I'm sure everyone has loved, I've learned, I've learned a lot from this episode. I didn't know a ton about soccer cards and I'm excited to dive in more and these are some beautiful cards. So Thanks, I hope I can be the owner of some of these someday. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Austin, Appreciate thank you so much. Me. For sure. Thank you. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Austin Brown as much as I did. Please go to his Facebook group, U.S. Soccer Breaks. Join his Facebook group so you can uh, learn about upcoming breaks that he's doing. And don't forget to check out that article on my website by Patrick Neely, The Case for Soccer Cards. It is a great compliment to everything you just heard. So go to sportscardinvestor.com right now, sportscardinvestor.com and uh, look at that article by Patrick Neely. Uh, and of course, go to my Discord chat server to the Soccer Card channel to continue to talk about what you learn, to ask questions. There are people in that Discord chat server who really know soccer cards and want to talk soccer cards with you. So go to my Discord chat server. The link to my Discord chat server is in my website, sportscardinvestor.com, right on the main menu bar. By the way, I will also put a link to Austin Brown's Facebook group, U.S. Soccer Breaks, in the show notes of today's episode as well. Thanks for watching, guys. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Sports Card Investor. Make sure to subscribe. <laughs>